G'day guys! Our story today is called The Perfect Bone and it's written by me, Jess Judd. This story is a combination of two requests that came through. The first was from Charlie and Ellie and they say we listen to the Storytime podcast every night when we go to bed. We love forest school because we love to explore in the woods too. We would love to hear a story about a dog who travels the world looking for the perfect bone but finds it in his backyard because he forgot he buried it. Going to bed now to listen to the giant that cried waterfalls, Charlie's favourite. And the second comes from Iceland. Now, apologies if I don't pronounce your name properly, but I am Australian, so I'm sure you can forgive me. Hi, I'm Carrie from Iceland. I listen to your stories all the time. I would like a story about aeroplanes. Though I'm nine, I listen to the stories even though it makes me feel young. Good night from Carrie 9 from Iceland. So I've put those two requests together and we've come up with this story called The Perfect Bone. Have you ever heard the nursery rhyme about Old Mother Hubbard? It goes like this. Old Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to give a poor dog a bone. But when she came there, the cupboard was bare and so the poor dog had none. Well, the original poem talks about all the places that old Mother Hubbard went to find food for the dog, and all of the crazy things that the dog did while she was gone. This story, however, is about where the dog went to look for a bone, and where he ended up finding one. Old Mother Hubbard's dog, Martin, was very upset. He had waited all all day for old mother hubbard to come home from her craft group and he was a very good boy he didn't chew on the furniture even though he really wanted to he didn't scare the cat even if it was something he really enjoyed doing he even waited until she got home to go to the toilet saving old mother hubbard's carpet from getting wet even though he sat very nicely Even though he put on his best puppy dog eyes, old Mother Hubbard didn't have a bone for him. Poor Martin. He was very hungry. Old Mother Hubbard looked in lots of different places for a bone, but could not find one for her poor dog. So poor Martin decided he would have to find his own bone. If you want something done, he woofed quietly to himself. You do it yourself. But how? Poor Martin couldn't drive a car. The last time he had tried to get on the bus, they chased him away. Martin sat quietly in the kitchen, listening to old Mother Hubbard bustled around upstairs. The last time they had gone to visit her sister, old Mother Hubbard had taken the plane from the airport. Poor Martin hadn't known what to expect, and it was very, very loud. He thought he would be sitting on old Mother Hubbard's lap the entire way, but they had made him ride in the bottom of the plane. If I can sneak into the luggage compartment, poor Martin thought. He quickly jumped to his feet and paddled quietly to the door. Once outside, he sniffed the air and caught the scent of the airport. Off he trotted, his mind full of images of the perfect bone he hoped to find. Poor Martin snuck onto the first airplane he could find. It wasn't a very big plane, 
In fact, poor Martin didn't think it would go very far, which was good, as he was getting quite hungry. The plane took off, and in less than an hour, it was touching down again. Poor Martin quickly ran off of the plane and began searching the nearby buildings for a bone. But the only thing he found in the buildings was a carrot. It looked roughly the shape of a bone, but it did not smell like one at all. This time, poor Martin decided to try a larger plane. He hoped that if he went a little further from home, he would find the perfect bone. He snuck into the luggage compartment of the plane just as the men were closing the doors and found a comfortable place to curl up. This plane ride was longer, at least a couple of hours. Poor Martin was beginning to wish he had eaten that carrot after all. When the plane eventually landed, poor Martin dashed out as quickly as he could, startling the baggage crew. They yelled after him, but poor Martin was too quick for them. He was out of the airport before they could find him. Poor Martin roamed the streets sniffing for a bone. If I can't find the perfect bone, just a good bone would be due, he thought to himself. Poor Martin's stomach was growling when he caught a familiar scent. Could it be? He raced after the smell and found himself at a dock. Hmm, fish. Poor Martin muttered to himself, I'm not a smelly old cat. He walked over to the fresh catch that the fishermen were hauling onto the dock. He gave the fish one last sniff. They were also roughly bone-shaped, but poor Martin knew that they had bones inside of them, but not good bones. Hanging his head in disappointment, poor Martin wandered along the dock and laid down at the end, watching the sun slowly moving through the sky. Suddenly, he heard what sounded like a plane engine sputtering to life. But this is a dock, not an airport, poor Martin thought, confused. Turning around, he saw what was indeed a plane sitting on top of the water, creeping closer. Poor Martin saw that this plane had what looked like little boats instead of wheels under it. It must be a seaplane, poor Martin realized. From up there, I would be able to see all around. I'd be able to sniff all around, too. I haven't been able to find the perfect bone, or a good bone, or any bone at all. But maybe the seaplane can help me find one. The plane started to move when poor Martin quickly jumped off the dock onto one of the little boat feet. He hung on as tightly as he could, scanning the ground for anything that looked like a bone. He sniffed and sniffed, but couldn't smell anything that smelt like a bone. Then finally, just as the sun was kissing the horizon and making the sky blush, poor Martin caught the scent of a bone. He wasn't sure what kind of a bone. It was too far away. Poor Martin waited until the plane was close enough to the ground and then jumped. He hit the ground running and followed the scent of the bone. Poor Martin ran and ran. As the scent grew stronger, he was sure that it smelt like it was at least a good bone. The countryside passed like a blur as poor Martin followed his nose. The smell was even stronger now, and he was sure that this bone could possibly be the perfect bone. 
It smelled wonderful. It smelled delicious. It smelled familiar. Suddenly, poor Martin realized that everything smelled familiar. The trees and bushes, the traffic lights and fire hydrants. Poor Martin closed his eyes, put his nose to the ground, and sniffed deeply. Suddenly, he realized where he was. He barked a joyful bark and raced up the street and around the corner to find himself looking at his own house. Poor Martin raced into the backyard and sniffed at the ground all around until he found it. He dug and dug and dug until finally he found the bone, the perfect bone the one he had traveled all over the country for, was buried in his own backyard. So maybe the next time you think you need to go out looking for the perfect bone, the perfect toy, the perfect friend, family, or something else, maybe you should take a moment to stop. Close your eyes and think about what it is you already have. But perhaps don't go around sniffing everything. People might think you're kind of weird. <laughs> Good night. Thank you, Kelly, for reading that story so nicely. We have some reviews here that I'd like to read to you all as well. This one says, Thank you so much. My two favourite episodes are Magical Marlowe's Marvellous Mutt Munchies and The Stone Goblins of Norden. Thank you again for these wonderful stories. Love, Eleanor from Virginia. Thanks, Eleanor. I'm very happy to hear that you like two of my stories. That's very nice. This one says, We love listening to your stories every night. Our favourites are Billy the Bathtub Helps Santa and The Snowball. Keep them running. We get so excited when we see a new one we haven't heard yet. Lorenzo, age five, and Oliver, age two, from Michigan. Thanks, boys. Good to hear from you. This one says, great stories and good story links for bedtime. Short, sweet. Thank you very much. This one says, we love listening to your stories. They've kept us entertained as we travelled around Australia. Woo! And on hot, sticky days when we just want to keep still and rest. Molly, six, loves the Buffy Bunny stories and her mum loves the Kiwi and Australian accents and original stories. Well, it's great to hear from you, Molly and mum, and um, I hope you enjoyed yourself travelling around my incredible country. This one says, I love the new story, The Princess and the Dragon. I listened to it tonight to help me go to sleep. Thank you. Arlo from Aotearoa, New Zealand. Thanks, Arlo. I'm so glad you liked it. Oh, and another one that says, My favourite story is The Dragon and the Princess. My mum likes hearing all the different accents, including from here in Aotearoa. They got us through a five-hour road trip. None of the stories are too scary. They're just right. From Mia, six years old. Huh, there's a bit of a theme going on here. Seems like lots of you are travelling around listening to our stories at the moment. This one says, We absolutely love the stories. My little four-year-old girl, Lilu, and my eight-month-old boy, Riley, Adore listening to the stories while having lunch or on car trips. Lilu's favourite story is Lily and the Magical Marlows. That's Magical Marlows Marvelous Mutt Munchies for those of you playing at home. And she asked if you could write 
a story about the circus. Keep up the good work and thanks for all the effort you put into it. Lulu and Riley from Balito, South Africa. I hope I'm saying that right. Thanks, Lulu and Riley. Um, We actually do have a story about the circus coming up in a little while, sometime in the next month or so. So make sure you keep listening. This last review says, Hello, my daughter loves your podcast and loves the two episodes with Kelly Colleen reading Forest School and Poppy and the Magic Pen. Are there any more episodes with her reading somewhere? Her voice always is soothing and helps us, even me too, to unwind and eventually fall asleep. Thanks so much for your podcast. Annie Nelson from San Rafael, CA. I'm guess going to guess that maybe that's California. I'm not really sure. Surprise! You would have just listened to a brand new story with Kelly reading and I'm sure there'll be more coming up soon with her reading as well. Thanks so much for all your reviews, guys, and thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Just a reminder that we are only taking requests now through our Patreon page, so if you would like to request a story or if you have an idea for a story that I could write, head on over to our Patreon page and check out all the incredible rewards you could get just for helping to keep us on the air. It's not really on the air. On the internet? I don't know. Keep us in your ears. That works. See you later, guys.